You're listening to the Lifted Life Podcast. We created the show to help you live a lifted life. Welcome back, everyone. It's episode 126 of the Lifted Life Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about some self-coaching strategies. So I'm really excited to talk about this. This is a subject near and dear to my heart. But before we jump in, I thought I'd kind of set the tone, share a bit of backstory, what's going on over here at Lifted Headquarters it's cold and rainy again in Kansas City. We had a little teaser of spring and we were spending massive stretches of time outside, three, four, or five hours getting a little spring glow about us. It was a psych, it was a trick, it was a prank, and now we're back to cold, gloomy weather and we've been kind of just slumping around the house. We usually record this Sunday morning-ish and now it's Sunday night, but... Either way, I just thought it would be useful to share that even us, the Lifted Life co-hosts, the ones in charge of being lifted, are sometimes just meh. <laughs> sometimes mediocre. Well, I'm really impressed with your um, ability to be vague and um, kind, I suppose, but let's just be honest and cut the BS. I had a crappy week, crappy few days. I tried to self-coach myself, and it spiraled into what we like to call a funk. <laughs> if you've been listening to the show long enough, you know that, I mean, we're all capable of these. Mine usually lasts about two hours. Yours usually lasts about two to three days. If you've been listening to the show long enough, usually the topics are something that happen, happened in the last latter part of our week. And, you know, you framed it up nicely. There's a reason why you're good at marketing. But um. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, speaking of which, I love mm-hmm. this story. We were talking about, we've been talking a lot about school lately and how, what we remember from school, a lot of the things we don't remember. It's funny earlier when you said it's a joke, it's a prank. I almost said, a wits. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what we do in our house. Um, our nephew started, it's a joke, it's a prank. Wait, it's a prank, it's a joke. Yeah, we added wits. Wits, because it's a German word for joke. Yeah. So teaching our kids a little bit of German. <laughs> True. That's part of their uh, curriculum. <laughs> um, we've been thinking and talking about a lot about our own schooling and how we don't really know that we remember a lot of things, but there's certain things that stick out. And we try to like weave that in. Like, why do we remember that? And I have... Why do you remember that? I had fun. So I, I had fun. It's the thing that inspired you, right? Yes, it was eighth grade, Miss Rash, and she had us do a project where we were creating marketing around a product. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, everybody gather around. I got this. We're going to create a jingle. And the jingle goes like this. And I just immediately started snapping, and I could feel it. And I was writing the lyrics, and I was writing the copy, and, I was, and they were looking at me like their cheeks were red, like, if we do this, we will literally die in front of the classroom because we're in eighth grade. and. Mm-hmm. Middle school's tough, but I was like, no, I'll take the lead. I've got this. And to this day, I still really enjoy the the storytelling and the, uh, I don't know, the, the energy you can bring to a product based on the words you weave. I think that's a really fun thing. So that was a side note of another side note of a seriously other side note. But Ironically, you say that um, <laughs> right before we started, I had, you know, do what everyone does. You open your phone and scroll, find something to scroll real quick. And I scrolled through YouTube and I saw a quadratic equation. And I was like, sophomore year, Miss Drummond, quadratic equation, opposite of B plus or minus squared. Uh, oh, crap. 
Opposite B plus or minus B squared minus 4AC over 2A. That's not anything I remembered. But that was very useful. <laughs> There's many times I had to solve a quadratic equation. Okay. Not, not really. I wish there were times when. So basically, you were giving me a compliment that I was able to say, like, we're just, it was a low-key day, but now we're vibing high again. And then that reminded me of how I really did enjoy, I always have enjoyed the element of marketing. Um, but all that to say... Uh, we still did want to share with you today some of my favorite self-coaching strategies because um, there's nothing quite like the ability to put your thoughts under a microscope and understand how your thought processes, your thinking and feeling is creating and driving your results in your life. So um, we've done a good many shows about the power of questions and how our brain is a meaning-making machine, but the main essence that I have to share about uh, powerful coaching, self-coaching strategies um, involve questions that I will ask myself in the midst of something either stressful or bothersome. So if I find myself getting worked up, whether that's stressed or angry, um, sad, frustrated, whatever it is, I pay attention to that and I... Yeah. Rookie mistake. <laughs> open the water before the show. <laughs> Gotta open the water before the show. I forgot. Um, so I'm getting worked up, right? If you know me, this actually happens quite a bit. It's not like I'm any sort of Zen monk. I'm a very passionate, emotional being. And so this ability to ask myself where these big emotions are coming from and what is the story that I'm telling. And so one of the key self-coaching stories um, questions that I'll ask myself is what am I making this mean? Because I know that that question right there will be an indicator of why I'm so upset, why I'm frustrated, why I'm disappointed, what I'm making it mean. And so that would be the first thing that I go to a lot. Before we go any further, do you feel like you actively coach yourself or how does that look for you? Um, so the statement, I'm still thinking on the statement, what am I making that mean? For me, that is very powerful because that says, what am I making that mean? It doesn't say, what are they doing to me? How am I a victim? What um, is a circumstance I can't get out of? It's not the question. The question is, what am I making that mean? Mm-hmm. It's a powerful question because when you answer it, you realize you're the power. You're the one that's making it mean something when you can make it mean something else. So let's say you That's don't. That's not what you asked me. What do you, what well, you I asked me? if you coach yourself. And basically, we can kind of use that as a guidepost. If you don't already coach yourself on an ongoing basis, this is a great reason to start, is that what we practice mm-hmm. is what we get good at. So you can practice coaching yourself and then become really good at coaching yourself. Well, I think what I called, I feel like I would say yes. But then when I prefaced before talking about being in a funk, I was, yeah, I was coaching myself, which not really. I was on autopilot and I was aware that it was happening, but I didn't really have time to give any attention to what I'm making it mean. It was more like, no, this is what's happening and these are the reasons and here are the things, but that's, I never answered the question. Yeah. What I often point it back to is a deeper wound, which Mm. This is something that really resonates as truthful to me. And a lot of times you and I will kind of butt heads about this because you'll say, it just doesn't feel useful that things happen to me and now I'm like this. But it absolutely does feel useful to me. So I'm going to go on a bit about it. That 
for whatever reason, things happened um, recently. And because of the way those events played out, you were triggered or you were upset. And it, from an outside perspective, it's like, this is not that big of a deal. But what we're not noticing is that there was a wound that was had salt rubbed in it. And that's essentially what I think happens when we're triggered is that some deeper wound of not enoughness, of feeling stupid, of feeling small, of feeling in, insignificant or unimportant, um, it it's already there. And then because of something in our current day um, surroundings that happens, um, it seems so trivial. It seems so unimportant. And yet it's the perfect amount of salt for that wound. And it just stirs us in a not so pretty way. And it wakes up these insecurities and this, this rage or this deep sadness that was just hibernating. So now I know, as you're explaining it, now I know why that has never resonated with me. I've always <clears throat> seen it as a form of blame, a form of I'm this way because my parents did this. I'm this way because I don't have a right arm or a, a right index finger. If you don't know me, I've, I got the end of my finger cut off. Um, I don't have these things. So this is this. But that's not at all what you said. That's what I have made that mean is that's what I think people say when they use those examples. But to answer or to use your question, all those things you listed, how am I making that? How am I applying meaning to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that those wounds happen. Those are a part of my, my past or our past. But how am I making that mean? And yeah, I may have made that mean all these things for the last 40 years. But how am I making it mean today? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, as I hear you say that, I'm thinking of something else that I call you out on, which is always taking the blame for everything. Mm-hmm. I'm often like, hey, this should have come in quicker or we're waiting for this. And then you're like, we don't want to be one of those micromanagers or we don't want to be one of those people that yell at people. I'm like, we're not. It's okay to set an expo- mm-hmm. to set an agreement mm-hmm. rather than an expectation because that can lead to disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, I hear this, this hyper responsibility and it's like somewhere between victimhood and personal responsibility is this freedom of without it being this hyper because i believe i create my own reality i believe i'm responsible for everything so when something happens i feel like it's my responsibility it's on me it's not on anybody else but me and as i was explaining to you earlier today Mm -hmm. i kind of take a different approach that for instance when i get a really good idea i don't take full complete credit for that i like to attribute some of that to source or god or whatever it is that you like to call it Mm -hmm. I'm open to all the words, um, but feeling like it wasn't just me. It was a collaboration of sorts. And the same is true when I mess up. Like uh, that wasn't quite my, uh, that wasn't quite my spirit side. That was a little bit more my human (laughs) side and that's okay. We all have both. And so just a little bit more of that gentleness too, that we've talked about on the show a lot Mm -hmm. of not uh, being so incredibly hard on yourself and instead allowing for the flow of, of information and mistakes and using it as data, not necessarily um, a reason to hold yourself to some crazy standard. Mm-hmm. So back to the question, do you coach yourself? Um, I would love it for each listener to kind of think about that and answer honestly, do I coach myself? And do I believe in the value of coaching myself? Because 
I think once we are sold on this idea that our mind is um, a wild tool that's very impressionable and very amazing um, with somewhere around 60,000 thoughts a day, if you don't understand how your mind is driving your life, then uh, what are we even doing? It really does play such a big role. So if you can have powerful questions on standby to ask yourself, it can really steer the ship a totally different way. So as I said, one of my favorite coaching questions is what am I making this mean? And then kind of a follow-up question that I like to ask is what else could I make this mean? So in the midst of frustration that someone has disappointed you, rather than making it mean they are imbeciles, you can make it mean that they are also doing their best to be seen or validated. You can make it mean that your disappointment is based on your own expectation of others. And it's actually just a mirror back to you of what you had hoped you would see in that other. It's your own inner imbecile. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit, but not really. That's what I mean. So what else could I make this mean? It's a powerful coaching question. You chew on it, you think on it, you use it. Um, Another one I really like is how might my highest self or the highest version of myself handle this? So there's this egoic response of like, oh yeah, you think that? Well, listen here, I'm gonna put you in your place. I'm gonna make you look stupid. I'm gonna make you wish you never would have said that. Well, that's probably not your highest self responding. If instead you can come from it with this place of awareness that this person is um, doing their best based on their own experiences, their own um, consciousness, their own awareness, you can come at it from a totally different angle. So how might my highest self handle this situation. Yeah. I often think about the example you gave because that's one of my go-tos. Oh yeah. I'm going to shut them down. I'm going to show them this and say this, and they're going to feel really bad. That's also me not letting them have their own experience. Check back to last week's episode Mm -hmm. because we loop that around with being able to hold contradictions. Mm -hmm. Episode 125. I'm not saying that you should let someone trample you. (laughs) But I'm saying like, even if you do that and you quote, quote, air quotes, win, did you win mm-hmm. or did you just steal from them their experience or control their experience? Yeah. It's been a really good year of examples <laughs> for that. I think yeah, regardless of what you believe, there's yeah. another camp that believes exactly, exactly the opposite. Yep. Polar opposite. It's truly polarizing. A dichotomy. Okay. Let's take hmm. a quick break to thank our sponsor for the week and then we'll get right back to the show. This week's episode is brought to you by all four mood probiotics. As you probably know by now, we have two probiotic only and two probiotic and prebiotics, which makes a total lineup of four unique formulas of mood probiotics designed to help with digestion, mood, and immune support. Oh, I do that sometimes. The mood and immune become mute. Mute. Um, Check those out over on Amazon, our own online shop, or even walmart.com you always almost say it with me let's try it walmart.com no no, like a different like walmart.com like that i don't have radio voice (laughs) that was one other exploration i I did yeah but we've got this question before people always want to know like where's the best place to buy you know what's the best for you guys and we really don't care i mean Mm -hmm. whatever is most convenient for you amazon you know we love amazon we love our, our own shop but Walmart's good too. I mean, if that works for you or you got a 
gift card for Christmas or I don't know. Yep. Shop where it's best for you. Of course, online. We don't, we're not in stores. Currently available online only. We thank you for your support. Back to the show. show. Okay. So this week we're talking about self-coaching strategies. Uh, Basically, I was a practicing life coach before we started Lifted Naturals. And I was working with clients one-on-one. And I was doing a lot of really exciting work. And most of it was based around, I don't think I've ever really shared this, but my favorite thing to help my clients with. Any guesses? Mm, I feel like I should know this answer. I'm probably going to pay for it since I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> pay for it. I'm really evil, you guys. All right. Pause it. Turn it off. <laughs> Turn off the mics. Um, self-help? Self-improvement? <laughs> business coaching okay business coaching toward the end but i had yet to create any significant business success yet yeah now that lifted's been rolling the way it has it's definitely crossed my mind to go back into it but when you said self i'm like okay here we go he's got this self-improvement that's everything that's every coach come on Mm. no my favorite topic was confidence Mm. self-confidence so i had this premise that once you truly stepped into this belief in yourself and your worthiness to create any desire that you had uh it was kind of like game over but actually game on in a big way that your life would begin to unfold in a magnificent way when you began to truly believe in yourself believe in your gifts believe in your the value that you can bring to this world and so a lot of the coaching that I was doing with clients was based on coaching them around their thoughts about themselves. And mm-hmm. really that's the very simple basics. Yes, you'll want to actually evaluate your thoughts about the world, but the most important thoughts are actually the thoughts you have about yourself because it's from that place that everything else is created. So this whole idea of self-coaching strategies, it's really about creating a positive self-image of service too. Like, and I just feel like that's where it gets a little tricky if, um, but I just love to take photographs. How is that of service? It is everything, every gift that unfolds is a beautiful work of art that is of service to the world in one small way or a big way or another. You saying the word worthy Reminded me of some training that I did, and that was one of the, wasn't the topic, but it was towards the end, um, Jesse was talking about, you're born worthy. And I remember him saying, I'm like, yeah, I agree with that. And then he kind of kept going on and kind of just, you know, filling it in more and explaining how, no, you're, seriously, you're born worthy. Like, the fact that you're here is your worthiness. You're, it's complete. You don't need to do anything else to become worthy. And I was like, yeah, I I believe that. And then after hearing you say that, hearing people talk about it, there's people that don't feel worthy out there. And Mm -hmm. obviously that's not an issue for me because I believe the first time I heard it, I'm like, yeah, that's right. But don't you agree in some small way when you begin to feel insignificant, it's a worth. Yeah, no. And just thinking about people out there listening to this saying, yeah, but I'm not worthy because of I'm like, yes, it's not true. You're worthy. If you're listening to this podcast you're worthy you're born worthy if you're not listening you're if not you're not listening worthy. you're also born worthy <laughs> you don't have to do anything you've already done it you're here you're on earth you did it mm-hmm. or mars if you're listening on mars wherever <laughs> any universe you're worthy you're, you're human you did it you don't have to do anything 
Yeah. Sometimes just that reminder can be really mm-hmm. good, but phrasing it anyway. in the form of self-coaching. Um, what do you think is a powerful question that aligns with the, the worthiness? Hmm. How am I feeling right now? And that's one that you ask me, I ask myself, and usually it's like, not good, leave me alone. <laughs> and that's not a good answer. It's the answer, but it's not a good answer. It's, I think the correct answer is, it may be a correct answer, but then it needs to be a follow-up with, well, then what do I need to do to feel good? So to be honest, when mm-hmm. I heard you say, how do I feel right now? I feel like that's actually not as relevant mm. as how do you want to feel right now? Yeah. Well, maybe that's the good follow-up question. I mean, if you're feeling good, I guess you, you can always feel better. Okay. Even if like, it's okay to not feel good. It's okay to mm-hmm. feel sad and disappointed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's always okay also to know that you can ask yourself how you'd like to feel, how you'd prefer to feel. Hmm. So it's that willingness to see that even though my momentary circumstances seem crummy and things feel against me and I feel frustrated, there's always a desire for a better feeling and that's okay. And that's wonderful. And that's something I can reach for. I mean, I'm so appreciative of us having this kind of knowledge, if you want to call it that we've had some doozies this last couple of months in the business and very pivotal moments where we could obviously went one way or another and immediately we looked at each other and said, how's this working out for me? Everything works out for me. How's this working out for me? And it was moments where like, well, because of this, 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 and this, we can try this, 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 and this. And so far it's worked out really well. Yeah. That powerful question of how, um, what's the good that's going to come from this mm-hmm. or a Steve Chandler question, given that this is happening, what would I like to create? And I think that that's actually a question he got from his coach. Um, and of course, what I said, everything's always working out for me is Abraham Hicks. Yeah. So we're often inspired by these figures. But given that this is happening, what would we like to create for us? It has been, okay, well, we do keep saying we want plenty of time freedom. So we want the business to grow and we want to keep pursuing things we love. Mm-hmm. I have a passion project I've been talking about on the side that I keep calling a feeling generator, which basically means I'm not totally committed to creating it in physical form but I spend a lot of time in my mind and in my energetic space. But, but that's key that that's, you do it because you want to, because you love it. That's enough. You don't need anything outside of that. You don't need a justification because it's going to have this much revenue and this much return on investment. You don't, you don't need that. Yeah. Those parts can be the fun follow up. They'll come. They'll come. If I want them to. And if not, the feeling generator is still there. That reminds me kind of of another episode we talk about way before anybody was wearing masks on their face and it was called the masks we wear. <laughs> we kind of, we brought that we on ourselves a, a bit. Yeah. Um, and it was all about creating an avatar, a feeling, a vibration of who you want to be. And I'll ask myself that a lot. Who do I want to be? Who am I being? Who would I like to be? How do I want to show up? Mm. That's another powerful coaching question that I ask myself almost moment by moment. Who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? That's funny. Uh, so a good, uh, maybe, uh, I won't say caveat. I don't think that's the right word, but you talking about avatars. Um, Elon Musk has been an avatar for me for a long time. I fully respect the guy. I like the guy still do. I watched the interview of him recently and he was talking about AI and Tesla and all kinds of stuff. And the interviewer asked him about consciousness and he's basically said it doesn't exist. <laughs> He said exist, but it's in your brain. It's not outside of you. Okay. And you and I talked about it a little bit 
that was kind of a deviation for me. I'm like, mm, I don't agree with that. But then that's the thing about avatars is you don't, when you pick an avatar, you don't have to pick a hundred percent of the avatar. You can only pick the component parts that you like. Of that avatar. Honestly, I've never even, it's never occurred to me to pick a person. Like oh, yeah? the, my avatar is this imaginary. It's me with really flowy clothes. <laughs> if you saw me right now, I'm walking on the cloud. I'm kind of walking on the cloud. Like my makeup looks perfect. Like always. My, <laughs> my hair looks perfectly wild. Like always. Like always. <laughs> so I have some stick straight hair and some really curly hair. And I have had small children ask me like, why, why did it look like that? Why, why did half and half that way? The other morning, uh, <laughs> what? I was making coffee and you like, came in the kitchen and you jumped back a bit. I started laughing and you knew exactly what I was Well, laughing. it's very humid out. And so my hair gets. I can't help it. It's human. It's, it's my hair. <laughs> but it was so big. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, right, we're my getting silly. Come on, we're getting serious. Totally silly. People don't listen to hear us laugh. Oh, I think they might. Okay, they the avatar for me is always this idea of this highest version of myself. Yet again, it's this. She's a designer. She's creative. She's mm. bohemian. She's abundance. There's plenty. She's got this calm, cool energy which i'm more known for my like high vibe mm -hmm. borderline spastic energy so it's this it's this energy of me that i know also exists within me that i think is lovely and i'm not saying i don't want to be myself and be this high vibration person but instead like i'm able to own and embody both energies high vibe um, enthusiastic energized and yet also very grounded and calm and my avatar is more just that uh tapping into who I know I really am on this deep soul level. But of course, if there's a celebrity or some other inventor mm -hmm. that inspires you, um, allowing yourself the, the fun of, of looking up to them, of course is fine too. So didn't ever think that. Mm. Okay. So we've been talking about self coaching strategies, this idea that you can coach yourself. You could also hire a coach. I think coaches are wonderful. It can sometimes be hard to find a coach that's a great fit for you. I did study under the Life Coach School and they have some really amazing coaches and some of them are undergoing training where they're looking for students, I think. Uh, I haven't looked into that for a while, but uh, if you're looking for a coach, that may be a great route to go. Uh, also the life coach school podcast, since you're a podcast listener, you may want to check out her podcast. Brooke Castillo has shared oodles of amazing, uh, podcasts that share about coaching. So if you truly want to dive deeper into how do I coach myself? I want to get good at words like Sylvia will where she catches Tim asking mm -hmm. a question and says, wait, I've got an even higher caliber question all day long. <laughs> this poor guy, um, you too can get good at coaching yourself so that you can have a better understanding of why you feel the way you do. Remember that a feeling is pointing you back to a thought pattern at any moment. So if you're feeling a sudden lower vibration, excuse me, I got a little excited no. there. <laughs> That's okay. Mm -hmm. And what was I just thinking about? What was the thought pattern that I was in? And just getting really good at tying back the thoughts and the feelings. And you bring that awareness to the surface and you see that you're no longer just a victim to the circumstance. You're a meaning making machine. And then you begin to ask yourself, what am I making this mean? What else could I make this mean? And how do I want to show up? And I think these are really powerful questions that can really help you to coach 
yourself. All right, everyone, that's a wrap. We appreciate you listening to the show. We'll see you next week on the Lifted Live podcast. Bye.